You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Hi, my name is Namulanta Kombo and I'm host of the award-winning podcast, Dear Daughter, with the BBC World Service. I live in Nairobi, Kenya with my husband and my son, who's now two, and my daughter, she's six. They're amazing and I want to do good by them. And I also want to do good by me. So my podcast is helping me figure it all out. So welcome, Namulanta, to the podcast. How are you? Thanks, Laura. It's really good to be here. It's a cold day in Nairobi, but <sighs> we're I good. I know. I know listeners can't see you, but you are sat with your, your quilted <laughs> jacket on, which is strange because I'm sat sweltering in a heat wave at the minute. But before we get into the detail of your podcast, Dear Daughter, I just wanted to congratulate you on your recent win. Well, two wins, in fact, in the British Podcast Awards 2022. Um, you scooped the, the family win, the gold, and then you also won the podcast of the year. So excellent accolades. Um, you must feel very proud. I do. It still feels a bit surreal, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um because we've just, I've just come such a long way and just winning the competition um, with the BBC was so amazing. You know, I won the competition to to develop this podcast Um, and then to a year on to Mm. podcast of the year, um, 2022, it feels, it feels very surreal. It does. Obviously I'm very excited and, and very proud of what we've achieved. Good. Well, so you should. And um, I didn't get to attend the ceremony and I know you weren't there, but your colleagues were holding up the phone with you kind of celebrating from, from Nairobi where you're based. Um, yeah. So that was, it was lovely to witness online, even if you weren't there in person, but so congratulations again. So obviously um, I know of your podcast. I've invited you onto my podcast to, to speak. Um, I would hope that lots of listeners to the Mother of All Solutions will have already listened to Dear Daughter, or if they haven't, they will now um, be interested. But what I also want to spend some time talking about is a bit more about you, you know, the host, the person behind the podcast. Um, As you say, you won this competition a year ago to develop a podcast with the BBC. Um, How did the idea come about of you writing these letters to your own daughter and then developing that into an idea for others to contribute letters to either their own daughter or to a young female. Tell us more. Tell us how it came about. So my daughter, she turned six yesterday, actually. Oh, congratulations. So last year, um, at the time I entered the competition, the BBC International Podcast Competition, she was she just turned five. Okay. But when she was born, um, I started to think about all the things I wanted to say to her. And I feel like having a child or children, it makes you um, you're face to face with your mortality. So I kept thinking, mm. oh, what if something happened to me? Um, what if I wasn't there? I couldn't be there for her for whatever reason, if I had to move countries to work or whatever reason, I couldn't be there for her mm. every day in the way that I would like to be. What would I like to say to her? Yeah. If um, she had questions for me, but felt she couldn't ask me for whatever reason, what would I want her to know? Okay. Um, so I had all these thoughts going through my head, um, you know, for about a year after she was born. Um, and I started to think, what if I could write her letters 
okay. that she could read. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I put them into a little book and she could turn to the book, you know, when she was feeling troubled or feeling afraid or feeling yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever she was going through. Um, and then I started to think about all the stories my friends and my family have told me and wow. how valuable they have been to me. Um, what if they could write their stories as well, write okay. their stories down for and she could refer to them so that's the idea I was toying around with from about the age of her being one up okay. until five so I it was a really I, personal thing then yeah, 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 yeah it really was and I started to ask my friends and my family I would write letters as well and then my friends and my family would write letters as well to her um you know just talking about whatever whatever mm. thing they felt they wanted her to know about life okay. based on their own experiences so um, by the time we came about to last year, she had just turned five and, um, or maybe just before she turned five, there was a call out for the competition and a friend of mine um, sent it to me and said, you know, you, you've been collecting these letters, yeah. said, you know, I think this could be good for you. And I looked through it and I thought, you know, maybe I had the idea to put all these letters into a book, but what about a podcast? Yeah. Um, and I started to research into, into how it could work as a podcast and yeah and you entered the competition well um, you know your friend did you a a, a good deed then um spotting Never. something for you yeah I mean that's amazing like that she kind of saw something in what you were doing and how you could develop that I mean that's amazing and then you came to win the competition and have now actually developed that into a fantastic series it's yeah. your series is recently finished right so you finished with what 15 16 episodes is that mm. That's right. Yeah. So we finished um, a few in April this year. Okay. So that's season one. Yeah. Yeah. And as part of that, that journey then from your personal story to making the podcast, you've been working with BBC World Service in a kind of production team. And how have you been managing that? Have you, you've been in the, the studios in Nairobi, is that correct? And then people from all over the world recording yeah. with you and. Yeah. So as you know, there's, there's quite a few, I think there's, there's, I can't remember how many, but there's letters from Kenyans as well. And I, I hoped to have these conversations in person, but due to COVID, yeah. um, we, we would uh, go into the studio here in Nairobi, yeah. at BBC Studios, and then have um, people call in from all over the world. They were waking up at all hours as well. Oh my goodness, what or, logistics. Uh, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> and they were so gracious about it and um, just really happy to yeah. share a yeah. bit about themselves. Yeah. Um, so what we do is because I work full time, mm -hmm. um, the, the days which I would work with the BBC, we'd have um, production meetings. Of course, the BBC crew were in London and it was just okay. a myself and a producer here in Nairobi. So we'd liaise and have calls and meetings about, um, you know, the direction of different episodes. And then we'd spend another day recording yeah. with, with our guests. Fantastic. And such a lovely range of guests the man that you spotted online who was doing the self-defense videos and then you've got a comedian from I think South Africa who's already got a profile so there's some people that you've interviewed that have a profile but there's also just lots of ordinary yeah. people who have contributed these letters and shared something very personal which is beautiful to listen to and it's so nicely put together um so yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening. Um, and I'm also just so intrigued by how it came to be and how you've put it together. You work full time, you mentioned, and you're recording now with me after the end of your working day. Um, 
so how have yeah you've squeezed everything in and you have your daughter which we know about um and (laughs) and your son I've got an eight-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy and you've got the six-year-old girl and the two-year-old boy so very similar and also very (laughs) similar I'm just thinking about times you've said you started this whole process a year ago and I started my kind of podcasting journey I suppose about three years ago when my kids would have been the equivalent ages of your kids so (laughs) really similar um but how have you managed to just make it all work without meaning to sound like a man wouldn't be asked that question um but it is a lot Mm -hmm. you have got two young children a full-time job and a massive podcast project that's won awards so it's it's not something that you've done um quickly and you know you've done it professionally um yeah that's a big question Um, sorry (laughs) I know (laughs) I I don't I I hope this doesn't sound condescending but you know I really wanted this or I really really wanted it so there was a lot I was willing to do to make it happen it Mm. meant delegating it meant trusting other people to do school drop-offs or whatever it was I needed to um I needed to be comfortable with that and just not be too hard on myself about the things that I may not be able to do because I'm focusing on this but I really wanted it it was for me I went around my life saying I never won anything in my life I would always be like oh you know I'm not going to enter any raffles because I'm not going to (laughs) win but (laughs) my big win was coming yeah so it's here It, it was here and you know, am am I taking it or not? So um, I really wanted it. So I was willing to do a lot to make it work. And some of the things that, you know, of course, I have a great support system, everyone from the people I work with, to um, my family and my friends who have picked up the slack where I'm, you know, where I have not been able to be around for. So um, I think for me, that's just the biggest answer. I really wanted it. And I was ready, adamant that I'm going to have this for me amazing um, yeah well and for my daughter as well I wanted oh. it so badly for myself and for her to have this which I feel is dedicated to her mm. um yeah so I just my my mom always says that you know there's you know when you're juggling balls there's some that bounce back and there's some that shatter and as long as you can keep the ones that will shatter in your hands then the other ones will bounce right back up so. Oh, your mum. I mean, the wise words <laughs> from Dorcas, right? Who appears on your podcast quite a few times as well. Wise and feisty. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I really enjoyed listening to her. But I did think if I do ever meet her, I will be on my best behavior. I will make sure that. <laughs> no, but she was amazing. Yeah. And we also had the voice of your daughter kind of through the series, not all the time, but obviously like little moments here and there, which was very nice. Um, I know there was one kind of moment where you were like I don't speak cat because she was doing something funny with you about <laughs> the cat or have you um so yeah. there's that that personal support network you've got with your mum and your friends and um your husband and you know people in your life yeah. to make this work they should re- really feel proud of you and you as a unit I suppose together that support unit you are as a family and a friendship circle is it seems very special um so yeah. it, it's it's really lovely to cut, to kind of hear your journey through that podcast that you've made so beautifully. So now you've finished your your first season, um, how does it feel to have finished something so big? I know you said you're still slightly in shock about the awards, but 
are you listening back to some of the episodes are you reflecting or are you just writing more letters or what are you doing now for for you processing that um I think I'm reflecting I'm not listening um to the episodes again as much as really thinking about them because you know when you're making something and sometimes it you know you have to do the next episode and the next episode sometimes yeah. you don't get enough time to reflect on something yeah. and and what somebody said and I find myself in the shower or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, driving yeah. And I think about something that someone a guest on on, on one of the podcast episodes yeah. said or a comment they made so those keep coming back it's it's weird yeah. it's it's strange um I'm, I'm reflecting on that a lot yeah. um I'm also thinking about what else what else do what else would my daughter want to hear um oh. what else would uh, be a really interesting story so I'm starting to look forward as well um but I'm also making sure I bask in the moment because sometimes like I said you're always thinking about the next um you know the next thing or how you're going to do something else but I really need to try and make sure I sit back and think wow um and just enjoy it yeah especially as you said like over your your life and your work and your career you've not always taken the spotlight or wanted that for yourself whereas this was something that you really passionately wanted for you and your daughter so this is very special um yeah and you've you've obviously um got this close unit in your kind of home setup and your son who's now two um he I mean, obviously, the, the 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 theme and the focus for Dear Daughter was about Coco, your now six-year-old. But has it made you think a little bit about him and things that you would want him to know in the future? Or do you see that's a very separate relationship or a separate thing? Um, no, I don't see it as separate. But I this was for my daughter. This was conceived of my daughter yeah. Because she was born first, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> and as a woman, I know a lot of things and fears that I've had, which I don't feel men always understand or mm. I can't relate to. I wanted, I wanted her to know these some of these things, some of the nuances of being a woman. I mean, it's yeah. so nuanced. Yeah, um, you know, you have to be hard but soft. You know, all these mm. things that you have to um, try and be. But um, to answer your question, for my son. I, I don't believe that um, some of the changes, some of the things we want, or some of the things I want for my daughter can happen without the ally, the, mm. the male ally, yeah. without her dad understanding, without her brother understanding, without, you know, her granddad. Um, yeah. Even sometimes, you know, Laurie, they, they might not even understand a fear. Mm. I'll give you an example. Sometimes I, I'm in a building and I'm debating whether it's safer to take the stairs or take a lift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, will I be, will I be my own personal safety? It crosses my mind. Yeah. Whereas I, it definitely doesn't cross my husband's mind. It doesn't cross um, my dad's mind, but um, I don't need you to think that is a silly thing to think. I just want you to know it crosses my mind and I need yeah. to keep my wife yeah. safe or my daughter safe or my daughter, uh, you know, whoever it is, I need to, I need to know that she thinks that way. And there are some instances where she might not feel comfortable yeah. and I don't need to, I don't need to mansplain why she's being, <laughs> why she's, you know, she's overthinking things or something, you know, whatever it is. So allow it, I, allow it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, um, for my son, I just, uh, this project is just as important for him 
as it is for her, because I hope in listening to some of these things that um, in some to some of these episodes that um, it can give a better sense of empathy. Mm. Um, and I hope that he will. I hope it will make him a better person, not just a better man, but just a better person yeah. for knowing some of these things. Yeah, and for knowing that you've made this special kind of uh, series of of discussion points as well, because I mean, there were some episodes that I, well, one episode I haven't listened to yet. I'm finding the right moment to listen to it, which was um, the one about the stillbirth, and um, I can't remember the empty. Empty oh, arms. Empty arms. Yes. I mean, I I saw the blurb, the kind of show notes about it, and I I know it's going to be a very special episode, but I need to find the right time to listen. So I haven't. Yeah. That's one of the ones I haven't yet listened to. Um, but I did listen to I Left for You, which is about a mum whose daughter's now grown up. It's it's you know she's reflecting on what happened, but she left the Philippines for work reasons, didn't she? She went to be a domestic worker in. Hong Kong I think originally and then moved to Canada. Canada so interesting I love that episode I think it was one of my favorites um and I mean that's very different to some of your other starting points about you know your advice to your daughter because you're not in that situation that the mum is for that particular letter and that particular conversation but it felt really powerful and so it is probably more common than I realise that this happens, that women have to leave their home places to provide for their family. And yeah, so it was it was very enlightening for me listening to that. So I just sorry, this isn't really a question to you. It's more I'm just having a slight mm-hmm. fan fangirl moment. I just really like that episode. <laughs> um, and I suppose can that- you imagine having to, sorry, can you imagine having to take care of somebody else's kids? when you can't be there to take care of your own no um <laughs> basically no <laughs> yeah it was a, yeah so i i know how um <clears throat> i understand how you would have liked that episode and i like it as well because well you've touched on something being that we wanted to have episodes that um, re- um relate to a range of ages of daughters so okay we didn't want to stick you know the series um, or the idea for the podcast was for Coco, but Coco's six, and there's daughters ranging. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to have um, episodes that touch on things that would affect everyone. But even in that episode, you know, um, she wanted her daughter to understand that you know I I, I couldn't consult with you about um, whether this is gonna this is the best thing or not. I had to do what I had to do, and you know, yesterday. Coco's birthday she wanted ice cream and it's freezing in Nairobi it's literally (laughs) freezing and I couldn't debate with her but I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I know what I I know the consequences of some things I can't have this debate with you um I I, I tried but she wasn't having it so um yeah sometimes you you find yourself you're making decisions for your child and they may never understand that's that's a scary thing they may never understand um why you did something Mm. or how you felt or the the trouble you felt just making that decision on their behalf and sometimes it's something we have to just it's just take one on the chin and that and you know and that range as you say like whether it's to agree to the ice cream or not or something as Raquel had to go through which was yeah to to her daughter 
as a young person, I think she was about 12 when she moved away, mm -hmm. couldn't fully articulate the rationale behind it. They, she just had to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the breadth of things you're covering and Dear Daughter and the, I suppose the breadth of what the world is about, right? Um, yeah. So no, it's, it's yeah, it, it's, it's great. Do you feel like you have found a good, and some people hate this word, but I can't think of a better word, a good balance? I know you've been particularly busy whilst making Dear Daughter, but around having your children and working, do you feel like you have found a rhythm to yeah. doing that? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I, th I think that's a better word, a rhythm. A rhythm, as opposed okay. To balance. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I I don't know if um I don't know if balancing ever I mean no. it must be difficult to balance completely all the time mm. something always something always weighs some you know sometimes you have to stay late at work or sometimes of you have course. to travel and you miss stuff yeah. so um like I said earlier finding a rhythm is what we found and allowing um or being gracious with myself and being kind to myself and not beating myself up about the things that I haven't been able to do or can't do because I'm not around mm. um, or because I have to work um, mm. I just have to figure out I'm the adult and I have to figure out how to make it better for them yeah, yeah. when I can yeah. Um, but yeah there's still days where you feel like the worst parent in the world mm, the guilt uh, hits, right yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. in the evenings I don't know if that's ever the same with you it's like oh that's done everything you, well, you lie down yeah. you sit down on the sofa and you're just like oh my god I should I should have done better today yeah. all these little things so that's why I'm just trying to be a bit more forgiving with myself okay that's a really um, nice thing to do and a nice message yeah. I think what age do kids start school in Kenya like is, is Coco now officially at a kind of school age or is she still yeah kind of yeah so she, no so uh typically about three we start with play school okay um and then um or even earlier it just depends on your own personal circumstances but there's mm -hmm. play school where you could uh, daycare yeah yeah uh, where you could have your kids and then um go into preschool and Colani is just uh Coco has just graduated okay um and had a whole graduation ceremony That's so she's going sweet. into it <laughs> She's going, she's going into big girl school uh, in September. Okay, okay. So then, yeah. So, because kids here can officially start school. It's called like the first year in England, anyhow, is called reception. Um, mm -hmm. And my son will be starting reception, but he's only four starting official school. So it's yeah. slightly earlier. Um, and then you said the daycare starts from around three, like the kind of nursery age or do you have um, do you use family or child minders for children younger if you're working when they're babies and toddlers yeah so if if you're working there you know they'll take kids as early as i think uh, you know um, eight months okay, just depending yeah. on on your circumstances but okay. yeah that that's just typically typically daycare okay. um, and um in kenya we do have um child minders is a lot it's it's a lot more affordable than I know it is in the UK you to probably have, read uh, things yeah 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 <laughs> yeah to, to have someone to watch uh watch your kids while at your home okay as opposed to taking them um to a setting to yeah. yeah okay I know that's interesting yeah. to know and within you kind of alluded to you knew that childcare costs are quite high in the UK and there's a lot of debate around it at the minute and how to I know I suppose it was one of the 
it wasn't the initial starting point for me setting up Mother of All Solutions, but it was definitely something that came into the conversations very quickly. Um, mm. But do you feel there's quite a lot of conversation within either your social circles or your kind of what you read online around the culture of working parenthood be that for the mums and the dads as well and or is it quite kind of just status quo things just happen and things tick along and people find their own rhythms or is there in Kenya a kind of conversation that's happening what's it like hmm I sorry think... that's another big question <laughs> I think um, I think a rhythm has been found, um, uh, especially amongst the people that I know, my family and my friends. Um, I I don't think it's ever easy. It's never easy for the person that has to be away at work, whether it's in an office or wherever it is, and it's never yeah, easy for yeah. the person minding your child because somebody's minding theirs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So um, I think a rhythm has to be found within everyone's home. But um, I don't know. I, that's yeah, a tough I'm, one. I'm just curious because I love the fact that Dear Daughter is so global. Like, I just find that really like, nice, the fact that these voices from the other countries are, mm -hmm. are there in that series. And I like the fact that I suppose with my podcast I've started I spoke to a, a French theatre director for the last episode of Mother of All Solutions and I'm liking I suppose I'm just a bit nosy really about other countries yeah so uh, my sister my sister lives one street away in one direction and my brother lives another street away in another direction and my mum's like okay. you know less than 10 minutes away but yeah. I think I understand better what you're asking um I think um a rhythm had been found for years and years and then COVID happened yes. and yeah and we the people that had been minding our children in our homes had to be in their own homes now yeah, yeah. um I think of course it was a terrible time in terms of all the people that um uh, that fell ill and people lost family members but in terms of family units and getting to know each other again um, I found in my family groups, uh, my family and friend groups, that it was a time, well, I'll speak for myself. I, I found that it was a time I really got to know my kids and my husband a bit better um, because, you know, time is just ticking away and days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and they turn into years and you're wondering, oh, where did the time go? Um, but this really had a standing still. And my son was born um, just mm. I think I was born a couple of months so my son was born in April of 2020 okay right wow and yeah. everything kicked off what like um you know around the same time I think a month yeah. before the month before we'd gone into lockdown in yeah. the UK I'm not sure of the phasing for you but yeah yeah, mm. yeah so yeah we so it was March the 13th actually here yeah, that it all began yeah. um so uh we had a new baby in the home and it was just us caring for the baby I you know um it was my husband and it was uh, Coco um chipping in whenever she could <laughs> yeah. and so it was uh, I don't want to say that the pandemic has been good but it has created a change in our family dynamics where we're going to uh, fight to keep it that way just to yeah. um spend a, a lot more time with each other mm. 
and as much as we have to work and as much as we have um, the support of family, friends and uh, caregivers, mm. um, we, we want to make sure that we stay close. Yeah. Because it's something you have to work at constantly. Yeah. Isn't it? Of course. Really? Of course. Yeah. find out a little bit more from you on the kind of podcasting side um you said you got into the the competition because your friend spotted it and you were writing but the audio world is new to you right you are not you hadn't been in this space before um but you listen to a lot of podcasts so is there anything that you would recommend to my listeners or even to me to listen to like what, what what's on your your listen list <laughs> so I don't know if uh, I mean it's it's um my f- the first podcast I listened to was The Moth I don't know oh I've ever- not listened to that no 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 so that's the first podcast I ever listened to and it's it's I've, I've realized what I like in podcasts now oh, and good. I like yeah. storytelling yeah I like um I like what you're trying to do as well just in terms of this interview just having me tell my story I like that mm-hmm. in a podcast okay so um The Moth has stories and then they have live shows where it's 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 american okay um and they have live shows where people um actually go up on a stage and um you can attend a live show where someone tells their story amazing um, yeah so it's like open mic storytelling time so that's the first podcast i really started to listen to um regularly um i like the comb okay yes i've I think I've heard of that, but I've not listened to it. So I'm going to like link these in the show notes as well. So others can like kind of get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because it really touches on things that you might never think about, but somebody that's somebody else's reality and that's okay. somebody else's life. So I, I, I love Sounds the good. Call. Sounds good. Um, and I, I'd say the final one, just like I have a good laugh listening to it is um, Jesus and Jalof. No, I've not listened to this one either. As in um, the Jalof. Rice? The, yeah, the rice. Okay, yeah. I was just checking. I've got some <laughs> connection here. <laughs> yeah, so it's very funny, and it's. It, I just. It always feels like my two older sisters are, are talking and just saying to me, "Oh, just stop it. Just go for it. Stop oh, being so crazy." Yeah. So um, those. I, I'd say those three are definitely three that you should listen to. Perfect. Perfect. And I think um, everybody who's listening to this will listen to those now because I'm sure they're going to be fantastic and I think it's so it's so good to have started something as a just as an experience for you personally like listening and writing and now to have made something for other people is it's amazing like I mean what a journey right I mean that is just (laughs) something great Um, and I think it's very inspirational for I'm a weenie bit older than you uh, from from what we've worked out and kind of you you've said before and you've been interviewed on other podcasts that you're 38 now and I've just hit 41 but very similar ages as in us we probably had our kids roughly at you know my kids are a few years older than yours and I'm a few years older than you so we probably had very similar you know motherhood timings um but I think it's very inspirational for women in general not just mothers but to kind of know that somebody can do something so significant at a point in their life that isn't as soon as you know, started on that official what mm-hmm. is the beginning of your career I think it's really inspirational so on behalf thank of you. women thank you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah isn't it, isn't it just the best um advice for my own daughter uh, it's mm. just such a fantastic uh, lesson for her um and a story yeah. for her so 
yeah I, I'm, I'm glad I actually um I took came out of my comfort zone and I'm doing something that I can then say to her look you could actually do this and it might come later on in life like you say or you know it might be completely different from what you imagined but um you know grab the bull by the horns exactly. and enjoy it amazing that's your next um podcast series the bull by the horns grab the bull by the horns that's it and write it, it. <laughs> that's too long people won't remember that one no sorry sorry to get silly now I've gone from being nosy to being silly but Nami Lancer if people want to connect with you they can find Dear Daughter on BBC Sounds as the main place um any other ways they could connect with you or find out more um so actually you can find Dear Daughter on any podcast platform so wherever you get your podcasts um including BBC Sounds and we're also on the BBC World Service as a radio show excellent um, so please tune in yeah yeah another i'm sure um, again i'll put all the links in the show notes and everything um yeah so and any any particular shout outs to anybody now's your moment i know you've probably done all your <laughs> official thanks to your colleagues and team but and coco i was thinking if <laughs> i'd been at the award ceremony you know you always see people at the oscars or wherever it is and they yeah. they get choked up and they're just staring out in the car i was like i figured i'd be that person i never thought i would be but <laughs> there's so many people to thank Laura. It's, it's, and so many people have been a part of this amazing journey you know the producers mm. of the bbc and the whole development team of the bbc yeah. if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be i wouldn't be where i am mm. um now in terms of podcasting and I do thank myself of course you've got to <laughs> I do thank myself for taking the chance and um, I'm really proud of that Laura I'm really proud of that it's Good. not something that I would have done a few years ago mm. um, and um, I'm still trying to figure out what changed so maybe I'll come back on the podcast and tell you what Ooh, what what happened that made me say you know we're gonna take a few more chances. Yeah. It wasn't anything definitive, so it must have been something that just was slow burning. Um, maybe you write it down and then we kind of talk it through once you've. Written I know. It. I do have a question for you. Oh my goodness! Okay. <laughs> so you've been doing this three years. What advice do you have for me? Oh my goodness! Oh. Um. <laughs> oh see now I've gone quiet haven't I um you just gotta trust yourself haven't you because I mean if if I'd been looking at I mean I only get to make an episode a month because I'm doing it on the side of work and family life and but actually I'm doing it for me and hopefully those listeners that connect with it that's really important for them as well um so I think just trusting yourself and that's a hard thing to do but you think you have to do it don't you yeah and start yeah. somewhere yeah so yeah that's that's the only bit of advice I've got and get a decent mic stand that doesn't fall over <laughs> that's the other bit of advice because this, <laughs> this one has stayed up but it's new the one I had before would always fall <laughs> I'll remember that <laughs> yeah 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 practical things but thank you Namulenta it's been fantastic to talk with you um shame we can't be in person but you know quite a big difference between um, <laughs> our geographies but yeah. maybe one day um so thank you Namuland for coming on the podcast yeah. thanks and, for having me no it's our pleasure you've been listening to the mother of all solutions with me Laura Broderick and my guest today Namuland Combo do reach out to the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at solutions mother and if you can rate review and subscribe for future episodes that would really 
help help me out help the podcast out so please do that um yeah and listen in for future episodes send me your ideas of what you want to hear or who you want to hear from and yeah thank you for listening take care bye